Well, how are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Z-Biotics and for Patriots. So I haven't been here. I've been kind of traveling around the country for a little bit, doing some business. I was in California, saw some anime. No, no, <laughs> hold on. I don't want to say that. Anyway, that's exactly what I saw, but I wasn't there for anime. I was there for something else. I went to California for three days, which I'm going to tell you right now, California was overpriced. The weather was nice. Overpriced. Everyone was smoking weed. Everybody. It was, it was like... Yeah, you walk around, you smell Everybody. It. Yeah. Everybody. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy. It's almost like people are so used to being having their kids. It's so weird because when I was growing up, you know, like weed was bad or considered to be bad. I don't care about nowadays, but I'm talking about like... Even if I lived in California, I, I probably wouldn't be super jacked to bring my kid around a bunch of people smoking weed. They're just walking around like it's normal. It's like, that's kind of weird. This is your brain. It's just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, your brain on this, drugs. This is your brain yeah. on drugs. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's it right there. But uh, no, I went from California back to Texas for a night, Florida back here. So I'm back. Now I'm going to be back. I got to go. I got to do a little. I got to do traveling one day next week, but that's pretty much it. I'm. Uh, I'm excited. My wife's due in a month and some change, like five weeks. So, yay, that's that's good. And Ukraine has made a little bit of progress in the south, which we do know. We got some crazy stuff. Tucker Carlson's apparently doing tonight once again. Yeah, we that's have a wild story. The, the Russians stating that there's they're calling for civil war, which is another thing. They're not um, even calling for civil war. They're talking about nuking us again. Nuking us, which is we always know that's always the thing with them. What else? What else? What else? We have. I have some. I guess I could pull this up real quick. I don't know. Here, I'll pull this up to start this thing off there. So we got Robotine, we got Verbov, and we have these defensive lines. Now, we're, we know that the first defensive line has been... It's been breached. It's been breached. I'm not going to say crushed because it has been crushed. I'm going to go ahead and we'll go ahead and roll over to here. It's been crushed, I guess you say, in one area, which I need to slide all the way down here, is right here. So you can see this defensive line, these two two little, I guess you call them lines, what they are. And now we're seeing a lot of significant trench-to-trench fighting. Uh, we did – there was one um, – oh, my God. What was a German tank that was just destroyed? I just saw the first one, I think. Oh, the uh, – First one was just destroyed yeah. ever visually to be confirmed to be uh, destroyed on the Ukrainian side by the Russians. That has happened. Uh, this was down inside of this area as well. The Leopard 2. Leopard, yeah, the first one we've ever seen get destroyed has been confirmed – which is not there, shocking. I don't know why that's even a there, talking there, point. We're, there's a video of it of like Ukrainians driving past it, and then the German government, it was on fire and smoking, and then the German government came out and said, yes, our Leopard 2 tank has been destroyed. The Abrams tanks should be there in the next couple of weeks. I have no idea. No, they're supposed to get, I, I do, they're supposed yeah. to get like 10 Abrams tanks in the next week to two weeks. Like for sure. For sure. They're sitting in Poland right now. Russia said that they had destroyed Abrams tanks outside of Robotny. And then I looked at it and I was like, that's not true because they're in Poland. So, okay, well, there you go. So they're not even re- relatively close, but we are, we are seeing some, some good stuff happening out of here. I'm really hoping that from what I could tell, I'm not like the king of everything, but you have this first line heavily mined. And I, and I don't know if in between this area is going to be significantly mined, but I mean, Russia's only has like, think, like this is something to think about and be really considered about moving into Tokmok. There's going to be open fields as you guys to see these big blocks. We're pretty, pretty farm fields, farm fields. Pretty sure those are all just massive farm fields. Now it is, it is possible to hit something in an open field. I have, I have firsthand experience of this <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. truthful with you guys. This is Tony knows about this, this conversation or he was there. Excuse me to know about this conversation. So myself, our medic, another guy named Rob and a guy named Ben. That's right, right? There was only a couple of us mm-hmm. on that one. You guys, we just wanted to go get a fuel blivet one time. So a fuel blivet, we needed more fuel for our generators and so on and so forth. And I think we need more water. I think it was fuel and water. It's all we wanted to do. So we ran back to a camp that was near in Afghanistan. And every single time we would drive through an open random field. 
And I'm talking never once did we ever drive on the same dirt path. We, we always was random, and it was always took us forever because we had to go down through these wadis, and it was just terrible. You know, just open, nasty field. This is terrible. Something that's not – it's going to be a little bit rougher terrain than what the Ukrainians and Russians are dealing with because it's just it's not as flat and level. But we somehow – I don't know how this happened, but we drove over an IED in an open, random field. And I'm talking, guys, it's – It's a huge valley. It's it so – a huge valley with a bunch of wadis I, cutting through it to it's the left hard and right to explain. as we're driving south, yeah. Like, what I mean, like, open, random field, we ran into an – because they were watching our path, and I were driving, like, ah, maybe. They would just randomly throw IEDs throughout this open field. But I'm just bringing this up because it's, it's hard for me to believe, been in this position like that, that the Russians had the ability to mine this entire thing very well – they don't, but they're looking at choke points. I mean, they, they, they do have those machines that like kick out all the freaking random mines that they scatter everywhere, but they do have like specific choke points that they're looking at, like the Ukrainian military passing through. And a lot of these lines that I was reading on now, it might not be those big, huge, like couple click separations that are mined like that, but in a lot of them, they do have it set up to where they have specific pass in and out of these different trench systems and everything else around its mind. So there's certain lines that the Russians do have mined that only allows them to access, and there's certain rats they use to get in and out. Everything else is considered a minefield. Okay. And I would assume, knowing the Russians, they at least have somewhat of the mental capacity to create the choke points right. that they want to force or the them to train, Or the train itself naturally dictates, creates yeah. the choke points and dictates where the Ukrainian military can move through. Particularly as we start moving into this wet, rainy season that's up ahead, there's, you know, there's only so much. You know, when people are asking, well, why don't they just like slam some of those tank ditches and just create like one area to breach? Well, the, the problem is those tank ditches, the way they go down and over and they cut, if they just slam and they start driving tanks through it, you know how muddy like in those vehicles, once they get freaking stuck, those things are stuck or they're going to throw a track, they're going to have issues. And so you can't just run an entire brigade right through the same muddy ass choke point because vehicles are going to get stuck and then they're going to be sitting ducks. They're just going to plug it themselves. So this is what this is. This is why we keep you around. This is why we keep you around. And if you guys did not know, the central market is out of Ukrainian city, uh, Kostinyavika. I know I'm going to jack that up, but it was hit by a Russian missile and 16 people have been killed as of right now. I cannot show you guys the video, unfortunately, because it will be, I yeah. don't know, we'll, we'll be kicked off YouTube or something. But I will say 16 people have been killed. Doesn't look to be a military target. It just looked like the Russians have were doing Russian things and thought they would, I don't know, hit a, hit another... Another another civilian area as as hard as they possibly could. Now there's you know do you want to talk about the Obama thing now or at the very end? No, talk about it here a little bit. Let me. I want to run through. It's so goofy. I want to run through Roboni real quick. Can you pull up the the ISW map? Yeah. So we got because Russia launched a counterattack on uh, Robotnia yesterday, and people were absolutely convinced. Say what? Oh yeah, yeah. People were absolutely convinced that Robotnia was lost to the Russian forces yesterday. The moment we posted the video, everybody's like, "No, you guys need to go do some research." No, we did. The train didn't change. What happened was from the south, Russia launched an assault at like, you know, early in the morning and ended up getting clapped. They got their cheese clapped by the Ukrainians as they were trying to sneak up from the south. So they all get wiped out. Then they end up trying to come now, from hold the on, west. Hold on. Now, when you're talking about early morning, are we talking about daylight hours or are we talking about nighttime hours? Nighttime hours. Okay. So they're creeping up at nighttime, no night vision, and they just get clapped. They walked right into the Ukrainian line and they all got like schwacked. Now... In response, Russia was like, okay, well, maybe we should try to do this a different way. So they go over and they try to come from to the west from Robotnia. So the west going east, straight in the middle of Robotnia. And they did breach into the city itself. But then guess what Ukraine did? They came down from the north and just reflanked them and schwacked them that way. 
almost like right an back L-shaped ambush. Almost, but not quite. Not All quite. they did was just come up. <laughs> Pushed right, out. Yeah. yeah. So as Russia was pushing from the west to the east, Ukraine comes from the north to the south, crushes the Russian, kicks them back out of town. No change. It was a failed assault. That's what ended up happening. And in response, what you saw was the Russian media putting out and saying, like, look, we did this, what America would call like a strategic withdrawal, you know, to go back. But yeah, that's essentially the response. Okay. Well, so there's that. Yeah. In case you guys were wondering, assault. it was a failed assault. These do look like they have some pretty stout lines on this 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 western side, though. The no. Russians, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Stout, but I mean, it won't really matter if they're able to somehow somehow punch through. I wonder why they're they're putting the Ukrainians that is putting so much pressure on Verbo for trying to look at Verbo as being. A- I think it has to do with the way their defensive lines are set up. If instead of taking those defensive lines straight on, which is how they're designed, they take Verbo and they're able to flank those lines and just kind of walk kind of south by southwest. Yeah, imagine if they were able to do something like like this, come down and just. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like just like that, just you know, just just play. I don't know. That's and it leads them straight into Tokmok, and I think yeah. that's probably what they're looking to do. So once they take break through and they take Verbov, instead of taking them just from the north and just trying to push north, just straight south, they're able to hit them on two different fronts, which sets up that L shape that you're talking about. So mm-hmm. hit them with flanking fires and just work your way through, coordinate. That's probably what they're attempting to do. I, I hope. I, I hope. I hope they're successful it. doing it as well. Yeah. I, you know, we'll go over to. Uh, We'll go to my guy here. He's um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and read it for you guys, just so everybody's aware. I'm gonna read exactly what our guy over there inside of Russia, the man in charge of Russia, that is, is talking about. I'm going. I'm just gonna scrub through it and read it verbatim for y'all. Now, the attitude of the world and events related to the preconditions of the beginning of the Second World War, its course and results in many rest- respects, give an understanding of modern processes and the new meeting and challenges of time. Clearly shown. That in 1945, Nazism was was defeated, but unfortunately, it has not been eradicated. It was manifested or it has manifested again in the same Russophobia or anti-Semitism and the glorification of Nazi criminals, direct propaganda of Nazism in the Baltic countries inside of Ukraine also have become the norm. He's saying, he literally says, actually, it is as if Nuremberg never existed. So uh, Putin, the guy in charge over there inside of Russia, goes on national TV and pretty much says that, hey, guys, guess what? Everything we did back in World War II was pointless. We're about to deal with it again. He's prepping them. He's prepping them. And there's a piece we're going to show you guys here later on about the fact that the the same, I guess, not even same, his little cromies are also talking about there's a possibility of a civil war here inside of America, which I don't know if that's to be the case, but but it is what it is. We'll keep, we'll keep on going with this. He says that there's no international laws prohibiting such actions. Eh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about that. Moreover, history has been used as a weapon of ideological struggle and we can adequate instrument of defense capable of not only repelling or also preventing any such attacks. So he's just going on talking about, how Nazism is actually a thing again, and, and we need to worry about it here, in, or not here inside of America, but more, more so they have a problem with it inside of the Baltic area, inside of those states. Now, there's a lady on here. She's talking about, uh, I guess, the, uh, this is about Robotnik, I guess you'd say, a Robotine, my Robotine area, that there's about to be significant trench fighting. We're going to be see heavy casualties take place. 
But what she had brought to my attention was something I had found. Let me go see this. I think it's this right here. Yes. So this is going to talk about the same area. Now I'm going to go ahead and read this off for you guys. Uh, Ukrainian counteroffensive operations inside of Donetsk Oblast or, uh, border area are likely succeeding in pinning elements of the 7th Guards Mountain Airborne, which is going to be the VDV division, in preventing them from laterally redeploying to critical areas in the front of Western Zaporizhia Oblast. Now I did state, I think it was probably a week to two weeks ago, that Inside the area, so here we go, if the Ukrainians are able to take and push down and get some of their artillery units down inside of this region, they're going to have the ability to then touch the routes coming in that the the Russians will be needing to use to redeploy men into the area. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds like a mouthful, or maybe I hope, hope that makes sense. But that's, that's what's happening. So I played a video yesterday for these guys of a reporter that was embedded with the Russian airborne guys down outside of Robotnya. And he was claiming that he was a couple kilometers away from the front line, but all the Russian vehicles that were coming up to resupply and to refit the Russian troops on the front line were getting targeted by Ukrainian artillery. So was Ukrainian... It, was it crushing them? Like I don't know about crushing them, but it was definitely okay. taking them out. Left it, like, they were, it made a big enough impact for him to feel the need to report on it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm assuming it did it. Now, outside of... Uh, Starry Mayorsk, they're saying that those troops are pinned down and that they can't leave that area, that the Ukrainians have them stuck in the Starry Mayorsk area, and that they're not able to flex out of there now and go over and help out in Rebonia. Okay, well, I'm, I've, I've, if that's the case, and I feel pretty good about my life because I, I think we actually talked about this and said it's a possibility of it happening, and it is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Now, if you guys do not know, national security experts are warning that our aging power grid is more vulnerable than ever. January marked the third time a power station inside of North Carolina was damaged by gunfire recently, and authorities actually stated that the attacks raise a new level of threats, which is very obvious. Now, authorities are now checking our grid for vulnerabilities. They've identified nine key substations inside of these key substations. If they were attacked, our power could be knocked out from coast to coast for up to 18 months. Imagine this, a blackout lasting not days, but weeks or months. Your life would be frozen in time. Right at that moment, the power fails. Lights all over the country would go out throwing people inside of total Darkness. That's why having your own solar power system is more important now than ever. Now, with Patriot Power Generator, you guys get a solar generator that does not install into your house because it's portable. You guys can take that son of a gun anywhere with you, even inside. But it's powerful enough to 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 handle your phones, your your medical devices, and even your fridge. And right now, you guys can go to fourpatriots.com and get promo code, or excuse me, use promo code Rob to get ten percent off your first purchase on anything inside of the store, including the Patriot Power. Generally, you'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus free shipping on all orders over $97, and a portion of every single sale is donated to the charities who support our our veterans and their families. Just go to 4Patriots.com and use promo code ROB to get 10% off. That's 4Patriots, the number 4Patriots.com, and use promo code ROB to get yours today. But I'll, I'll tell you this much, that substation thing's no joke, man. Like the targeting of the, the substations. I don't want to give everybody that's listening a class on how to target it, but that's a very real thing that's been happening across America over the last several years. I don't even, it's kind of, it really is kind of a scary thing. And I do, I do remember the first one, and I remember what had happened. I was actually, I don't remember what state I was in, but I was driving down, or driving past a, a one of those power, big, large power grids, and I was like, it wouldn't take very much for me to just like, Grab something and throw it into there, and really screw everybody. I was like, you know, yeah. this odd, you know. So what, what they're what they're, what they're like, doing? They're shooting weird. this key component that's inside. So you have protector, like essentially surge protectors on each side, and the power station. So the way the power goes across the grid, 
you have these high voltage lines that are pushing power across the country. And then before it is able to get into your neighborhoods, it has to step down, which is where these substations come into play. And then on that substation, you have the step downs, right? And the surge protectors and stuff. And it's protected on both sides, one from surge going back in and one coming from the main lines. So it's protected on both sides, but that component in the middle is so well protected that they don't have, uh, they don't have that many of them in reserve. Right. And so once you start taking those out, all of a sudden it becomes a huge issue. And it's happened several times in this country. I know it happened in North Carolina, and it's also happened in California, and they happened so close in time, like that we thought for a while that there were sleeper cells inside the United States that were going to actually start targeting our power grid. Okay, well, that had nothing to do or plan for the ads. There you guys go. I mean, I guess you guys could check them out. They'll be linked to the top of the description. But <laughs> I, that it's just, just, it was mentioned, and I just feel like bringing it up right. because it's an interesting piece. It falls into insurgency, some of the stuff that we're talking about, you know, going yes. on the war in Ukraine, and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty accurate. Certainly, it is. It is right. So they're talking about a 16 hours ago. The geolocated footage posted uh, yesterday shows that Ukrainian forces have advanced on the southern portion of it, of the city. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing you discussed yesterday? Uh, Down that, in this little chunk yep. right here. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So nothing, nothing's came of that, and nothing has came of this new little nugget right here. I'd really like to see this nugget pushed down into this area. If this nugget pushes down in this area, this line right here is going to feel a little bit of pressure because just, let's just think about this. If this is able to somehow push through and go on the outer edges, yes, they're going to get hit from this side, but they're also going to be able to more than likely, which would be the case, I would assume filter more men in here to go this way and then start squeezing from this side if possible. Mm-hmm. That really, and then you could watch this start envelop and start collapsing. Yeah, you're just, just going to watch that whole line open up to when then they can start moving that yeah. whole brigade in there to go start taking You know what's kind of funny is I'm sitting here and I wasn't even showing you guys. My apologies. Wow. Oh, you're such a jerk. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was. Yes, you, I did that th- yesterday, and I was like, ah, I'm a turd. I'm going to go refilm. Man, this is the area I was talking about, guys. So they push, come through here, push south, and somehow open up a pocket here. They would be able to apply pressure on this line. This is the line I was talking about. Go this way, and then apply pressure on this side, and you would literally see this thing collapse. Would be the It would open up goal. pretty quick. Yeah. If they were able to push through like that, it would open up, and, and they'd be able to get a much larger assaulting if, force. If. If. If, if, if. Big if, sir. Yeah. I know. I know. The, the problem with currently like how they're sitting outside of Verboven, it's it's not a very like open area that they have to get into that that village. So if they start sending all their forces in there, all Russia has to do is just direct its artillery on that one location, just start hammering them. And once yep. you knock out like the first and the last, like they're they're stuck. So they've got to open up. A, in my opinion, I think they need to open up a little bit wider of a front before they can launch a full right here? assault. Maybe right here. Yeah, that thin sliver that they have leading mm-hmm. up to like the northeast, mm-hmm. the northwestern edge of Rebov. Yeah, if they just start funneling everybody down and through there, they're just gonna get hammered. So they got to open up a little bit of a wider front before they start hitting that dang thing. Here we go. Here's another good one for you guys. So the Russian sources are continuing to complain about the fact that the Russians they lack sufficient counter battery capabilities and artillery munitions in the face of ongoing Ukrainian counteroffensive operations, which the Kremlin and the Russian Ministry or the the MOD. Reportedly attempting to combat, which I believe they're they're doing by soaking up some munitions from the North Koreans. They're attempting, attempting to, to source munitions from the DPRK. They sent uh, Shogu over there, and now it's being reported that Putin potentially has a plan to meet up with Kim Jong Un over in Vladivostok, which is not that far away from North Korea's border. And I, I guess I could show them. Should I bring up North Korea's border? Yeah, show them the map because a lot of people are probably was, unfamiliar with this. It was, it was and it's really super intriguing. It's like a 10-mile, as he's pulling it up, it's like a 10-mile stretch of border in like the northeastern corner of North Korea that just barely touches Russia. And it's this short little trip that yeah, Kim Jong-un can take out of the country to go meet up with Putin. You can see Vladivostok right up there on that peninsula if you zoom out just slightly. 
like that peninsula that's sticking out right there in the top right. Right. Here. Yep. That's it. That's where they're talking about them meeting up. And so it's a very short trip for Kim Jong Un to make. It's a huge trip for Putin to make. He'll probably just fly over there. But Kim Jong Un's not flying, by the way. Just everybody's no. aware. He's going up to this Tung Mung thing that that area, and apparently he's going to be traveling by boat, not train, not plane. I hope it's one of those Vietnam style I, boats. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the up armored ones. Hat. He's talking, oh, dude with a straw hat? One of those dude with a straw hat, oh, just... Okay. No, I was... Dingy, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was envisioning, like, some some big, crazy, like, end it of the world. It probably will be. <laughs> probably will be an end of the world. I mean, Kim look, Jong-un that is going to be a long flight for Putin. No, My it's God. huge. It's it's a big trip, man. He's got to make it all across, like... Wow. Like, yeah. Look at that. That seriously is going to take him. I mean, look at that. Yeah, that's a flight. That's a flight. Now, Russia does have a train that stretches all the way across from, like, one side of the country to the other, but he definitely ain't taking that sucker. I would be flying if I was him. Oh my God. Anyway, yeah, so apparently we're going to meet up right here inside of this area and talk about how they're going to take over the world together. I don't really entirely know how that's going to pan uh, out. Yeah, millions and millions of artillery rounds in MLRS. Yeah, the uh, heavily Lancet drones, 220 millimeters and 300 millimeter rounds for multiple MLRS systems, yeah. Limited stockpiles is what they're dealing with right now. One Russian mill blogger noted that the Russian MOD's plan to form five new artillery brigades inside of each of Russia's Five military districts are in part meant to improve general counter-battery capabilities. Now, the MOD would equip new brigades with two or three. How are they going to be able to do this if they're struggling to get munitions right now? Well, are they going to do it, it from Kim Jong-un's? Yeah, they're stand? going to take the supplies from Kim Jong-un and then ship them across all the way over. It's going to take weeks you know, to get that stuff over there. Even if it's approved today, it's going to take a long time. Unless Russia flies directly into North Korea, loads its own aircraft, then flies them. You really think that's going to happen? Man, I could, I guess it, it could, it could happen. I think it, it would, could happen that Russia lands its own aircraft in there because it can stick over its own airspace the entire time if they really wanted to. You know what I mean? But fly into North Korea, pick up the munitions, then fly somewhere around the Moscow region and ship everything out by rail or, or trucks that's crazy. to get it in there. I, that's, that's such a long haul for ammunition, I guess. But <laughs> Ukraine's isn't any better. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it's true. Actually, it's a lot There's Russians a lot better because they can actually source it themselves. Uh, I don't think we talked about this. Romania confirmed parts of Russian drone fell on Romanian soil. Did we talk about this or no? No, we haven't. I can't remember if we did or not. Uh, don't think anything's going to come up this. I know a lot of people were trying to make it into something. I saw some guy actually attempting to geolocate the footage. He's like, it landed 300 meters inside of the country. That's going to happen. World War Three is coming. I'm like, all right, let's wait for it to it's come not. out. Romania already answered back. They're not going to do anything no, about no, it. They, they look at it as a mistake. Uh, Ukraine was pissed off, well, and rightfully so, that yeah. Russia was slamming the ports in Odessa. So they, they switched their primary ports over by the Romanian border, um, hoping that being next to a NATO country, that Russia wouldn't target those ports. Obviously, that failed. Russia continued to target the ports. Some of the drones went a little off course, either because of, you know, Ukraine shot at them and wounded them, and then the drones ended up crashing inside the country, or that they were electronically intercepted, any, anything, or that the drone just flew off course and smashed over there, or it was misprogrammed. So who knows? Man. So I, I've got a couple of videos we are going we to share with you guys. I got one that's going to be of our main guy that we always know to talk about. But this one is actually kind of, is I, what is it? It's strange is what it is. All right. So you guys could see it up on the screen. We're not going to play the audio or anything like that. So apparently Tucker Carlson is going on Twitter or X, I should say, that tonight, I think, actually. Yeah, tonight. Tonight, tonight like 6 p.m. Um, so I don't even – I. Okay, so I'm him and I. I would say we're not Obama fans, but we don't really care that much about politics. I was not a fan of him because of what we were in the military during him, and he pretty much just screwed us tremendously. Um, he took away everything we had and 
money wise and just basically screwed us. But so not to mention just, like, as we were making gains, he ended up like, he just killed yeah. us. He'd really, he actually killed us, but it's okay. We're not going to talk about that. This is kind of strange though. So this gentleman in the red, I know some of you guys already know about this. So this guy in the red used to smoke, I believe meth and or crack with apparently Barack Obama back in 90. Yes, I know. Hold crack. on. Crack. Just, just calm yourself guys. Back in 1999. And he was with, I'm not saying this is true. I'm actually almost on the verge of why in the world would this even be something you'd want to talk How? about? How? How? I have no Where idea. Where is his proof? Where's the proof of this? I don't even know. It's, I feel like Tucker is on the verge of having a massive lawsuit happening. I don't even know how you can win or why this. I don't know. I have no idea. doesn't really matter. If he's making a ton of money, I guess he really does not care. But this guy inside the red stated that in 99, he sat with Obama, did cocaine off of a CD, Okay, I guess it's a shiny object and slick object. So I guess, mm -hmm. sure, a CD would work. And this is where it gets kind of awkward. But he apparently started rubbing Obama's leg. And it didn't stop there. And it went where he thought it was going to. So apparently he's had a mouthful of Obama's, what he's trying to tell everybody. <laughs> it's so weird saying that. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's kind of laughable. Like, I don't care. If you're gay, that's fine. I don't care what you stick inside of your mouth or who you hang with. I don't care. But it's very strange that this is even something that's making like, dude. Who cares? I don't know. It's number, so weird. Number one. Number one. Where's his proof? Like he better yeah. have some dang proof. Like this. number one. Number two. You know, because other than that, it's just a story. Like any one of you can drop a comment telling me how you like have a, had a mouthful of Rob, and I will bring you on the show and we can talk about it. But like that doesn't mean that it actually happened. Number one. Number two. Looking at this. It doesn't change anything. Obama already did eight years in office. His policies are, are laid in place unless somebody goes and like rips them out. It's not going to change a dang thing. Nothing whatsoever. None of it. Doesn't change anything. When I was harping on Tucker Carlson yesterday, when I was going off harping on Tucker Carlson, the reason I'm so pissed is because we are on the brink of a world war. 100%. Like Russia, we'll play the video here a little bit, but we're on the, yeah, look at that guy's face. Look at this guy's face. We're on the brink of a freaking world war. If we have problems in-house, we handle oh. stuff in-house. We don't need to go out and give more information and more stuff for the Russian propagandists to then fuel the fire of their own people to gain support. Because right now, they don't have a lot of it inside of their own country as far as what Ukraine is. No, they don't. This, this is... I, I guess that's kind of where I stand on it. It's, it's weird. It's weird. I don't even know why this is being made a, a thing, but it is, you know, guys, it, it is. Apparently, if you guys want to go watch it, you guys can. I'm sure I'm going to read on it tomorrow and try to find some proof, which everybody else in the world is going to attempt to. I'm going to, you know, what's going to be kind of crazy. I was going to that. What if he comes on and he's like, shows a picture of him with Obama? Like, you know, one of, one of the old school ones, like from when we were kids, you know, he like holds up. He's like, no, this is us. You know, a like, Polaroid? Yeah, like a Polaroid. He's like, ah. Oh. I do. Oh, but that doesn't really give me a proof that he put. What's him in, it gonna change? You didn't put anything in his. I don't know. Like, like he could have a, he could have a picture of himself giving Barack Obama fellatio, and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't change anything. It doesn't matter. But it's, who cares? I I don't. But I thought it was kind of interesting and somewhat funny that Tucker is. I you know what? More power to him. Give it to him if he wants. If he wants to have a guy on there that's blowing dudes on the side and. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's, it is what it is. All right. So now let's face it. After a night of drinks, I, I don't bounce back like the next day like I used to. It's just not, it's just not the way I, I'm just not built like I was. Okay. 
I, I sometimes I have to make the choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That's it. And until I found Z-Biotics, which is this right here, you guys have seen them over here on this channel before. Have you guys ever had to skip a workout because of drinks the night before as well? Me too. I'm one of those kind of guys. If you're committed to your healthy routine this year, you need Z-Biotics. We all have a busy life these days and we cannot afford to waste a day stuck inside of the couch because of a few drinks the night before. Z-Biotics is the answer we've all been looking for. I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give this one to Tardy because I think this is going to help him and his wife. Okay, him and his wife are going to need this. I, I've, I've been using them. I've used them. They're great. They come in this nice little, little. they're so easy too. They're all they're all pre-done for you. This little tiny, look at that Just thing. a little guy. Little, little guy right there. So easy. Now, Z-Biotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic and is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by a PhD scientist to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you guys drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct inside of your gut. It's that byproduct, not dehydration, that is to blame for your rough next day. Now, Z-Biotic produces an enzyme to break down this byproduct okay it is designed to work like your liver but inside of your gut where you need it most just remember to drink zebiotic before you guys drink alcohol drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to fuel your best tomorrow it's very important i'm telling you guys this will save save you having a rough day the next day now the first time i tried zebiotics was actually i think it was about about a month and a half ago when they first sent it to me because i wanted to give it a shot i had a little bit of i'm gonna say i had a couple little bit of tito's drinks and i felt fine the next day usually i'd be I'd be, I wouldn't be me. Okay. So give them a shot at the link at the very top of the description, guys. So this Halloween, pair your candy and your cocktails with Z-Biotics to avoid a spooky next morning. You go to zbiotics.com forward slash Rob. You get 50% off your first order when you guys use promo code Rob at checkout. That's all you got to do. zbiotics.com forward slash Rob. You get 15% off your first order when you guys use that promo code Rob at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code so you guys will actually stay prepared no matter the time and or occasion with Z-Biotics. It is backed by 100% money back guarantee so you guys have unsatisfied for any sort of reason. They'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, head to zbiotics.com forward slash Rob to use promo code Rob at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. It'll be linked to the very top description as well to make your guys' life a million times easier. I should just go buy a bunch of those and then hand them out to the neighborhood adults as they're going through trick-or-treating. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. That's an amazing idea. Isn't it a good idea? What? Oh, my God. That really is actually really good. I know you're going to be struggling or New Year's. You know, here's your New Year's gift to me. Here's your Christmas gift to me. This is going to help you out a lot. <laughs> Just one little thing. If someone were to hand you this, would you be kind of skeptical? Be like, oh, I guess it's sealed. Sure. Pre-alcohol, probiotic drink. I think I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Would you drink it right now? Well, I guess it wouldn't make any sense to drink it right now. We're not going to go... We're right. not going to go on a binge fest right no, now. That's we're not, not gonna, no, we're not. That's not going to happen. So. No. Have we in the past? Sure. Yes. Are we right now? No. no. So let's go ahead and uh, we're going to peel over here to my guy. Um, Crazy, slow enough, I guess you would say. And I'm just going to read what he's talking about. So he's, he's first off, we're talking about our enemies. This is Nikki Haley. She's talking about our enemies are watching all of us and all of this, which she is correct. And every time they have an instance like that, America is less safe. Now, she's talking about just because our enemies think we're out of control, which is 100%. It's it's somewhat kind of true. We got it's stuff that's just our enemies. The whole world, the thinks, whole we're out world of thinks we're out of control. Which I'm going to talk about that. And they're talking about you think you're going to be able to establish control this way. Uh, there's no... Uh, they're talking about major control. We have another problem here in South America. The whole world inside of our, is, is our enemy. That's what they're trying to push the narrative. I don't believe the entire world is our enemy. I think half of the world probably is, but I'm not really worried about that half because we would crush that other half in a heartbeat. Facts. 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 It's going to happen. Maybe. Possibly. I don't want it to happen, but if it does, we're on the right side of the aisle. No step on snake. <laughs> Do not step on the yellow snake. It will bite hard. Now, the whole world's enemy, uh, they're more or less talking about our politics, the way that we conduct our politics here. Um, 
I, everyone he's saying that the world is already God. He's this guy right here. He has so much hate inside of him. I promise you, he talks about nuking us as well. Oh, dude, I, 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 I guarantee he just rolls around in his sleep complaining about America. Oh, I hate America. <laughs> I hate America. I just this guy. Um, what is he doing here? Uh, pretty noteworthy. Two Indians are running. Uh, let's go ahead and just scrub through. Scrub through today's America. The only elected official has new plans to fight us. Okay, so one of the big things here inside of Russia, they are wanting to, and I could see them wanting to push the narrative who needs to be the next elect here inside of America. They want somebody who has no plans to to fight them, which is, this is not going to pan out well for that elected official because this will be used, mm-hmm. of course, going into next year, but it doesn't really matter. I don't really plan on them winning anyway. Um, they do make a very good point, though, um, that the they're talking about the Republicans are not going to want to go toe to toe with them. I don't think that's really the case. I just think the Republican party that's coming in is not going to go and keep coughing up cash to Ukraine. I think that's, that's more. Or less. I would, I would bet the Republican party when they come in, I've said it before. I think the Republican party is going to figure out a way to broker a deal and force Ukraine into it. Yeah. That's what I think they would do. And they're talking about, yeah, they're not going to want to hand over billions to Ukraine. So like, if I know this, these guys are actually spitting a little bit of facts here, but they're going to talk about something even more goofy here in a second. I'm pretty Oh, yeah, here we oh, go. There you are. Here we go. All right, here we go. Saramat, uh, God, these son of a guns. Here it is, boys. So uh, leading up to it, they say that, hold, pause it. Leading up to it, they, they basically start talking and saying that nobody in America can be trusted, nobody in the EU can be trusted, so they can't broker a peace deal because America's got its own problems and we don't yes. trust anybody that they're going to throw at us. So they're not going to take anybody's word. So this is how they're going to handle it. With a, or how they should handle it. How they're going to handle it. With an ICBM or a Poseidon, which is a nuclear tor- torpedo, and he's leaning towards, of course, that guy's always leaning towards that. Um, but they have him on, uh, they always have to put it out that they have him on combat alert, whatever that means. And then, of course, this guy says we can hold off on that because it's not a possibility. It's not going to happen. See, I doubt the possibility that he actually might propose something. It's neither. That's never going to be a possibility. There we go. All right. So it says America is, uh, itself is on the verge of civil war. <sighs> They'll get tough on Trump and who knows how that'll end. Okay. So do I, I don't even know how that's going to end personally myself. Um, but I know that they, this guy also states that they disagree that we're not on the verge of civil war, which I don't, I mean, you, you made a very good point here earlier, which I don't think we actually said it on camera, but no, the chances of us going to civil war is very slim. Well, I mean, we, if you we, want to bring it up again, I'll let yeah, you, I'll let we you are not set up for a civil war right now. We are not. And even if the, the people in America are sitting there screaming about, Hey, there's about to be a civil war. We're not really set up for that right now. We don't have a government in place that would take over in lieu of the current U S government. Uh, now the argument can be made for States States want to separate from the union and pull back. Texas is a good example of that. They had, you know, they were talking about that for a while, but it didn't go anywhere. But if Texas was to separate, they have their own government. Certain States have to have their own currency. You have to have your own industrial complex, things like that in order to support it all. None of that set up across the United States for a civil war. None of it. Not even just that. So what they're talking about here is I scrubbed through what he was talking is. So they were talking about like when Trump got picked up and afterwards he went to lunch. I mean, we all knew nothing was going to come of that. I mean, let's just be honest. That was nothing was going to happen there. Right. That was not going to happen. And it's kind of funny. It's, it's not just, like he can't pay his bail. Yeah. They gave him a $200 or $200,000 cash bond. What did he say? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, done. Okay, cool. But he's got a, what was, what was the best part about it? You know, they didn't really need to take his, his photo. That's like the best thing about it. They didn't oh, I didn't it. know that. Like, so I mean, the, like that mug, mug shot that's been floating around, so that's a, not real? No, it is. But I'm saying like a mug shot is not really something that needed to be taken of him because he's like one of the most photographed men in, in the world. Like if you know, like Donald Trump's here, take his fingerprints, you can just put a photo up. Just think about it. It's Donald Trump. 
They're still going to mugshot him, though. It's I, part of the process you because it's not on the computer. Like, no, nah, I don't think it's entirely true. You don't really need to take it. Like, they don't need to put. Yeah, the, they do because it's <laughs> like it's 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 a different set of software that goes onto it. So you can't just you can't just take and upload it. Well, it connects directly to the camera. I'm gonna tell you right now, it didn't pan out in their favor. They thought the mugshot photo was going to hurt up that guy. He's actually it's doing skyrocketing them. Have you I mean, seen the videos yeah. of all the Americans now that are like? Blacks and white side. Both oh, yeah. on both sides. They're like, oh, this is this dude was crazy. There was a big group of, of black guys down in I think it was Atlanta. Matter of fact, they're I'm not gonna say what, what they were saying because I can't use them kind of terms. But he was talking about the black people for Trump because they do this to us. Yeah. Like that's they what give I did. him credibility and that's crazy. They're like, you know what? This is what they've been doing to us forever. There's like I bet they didn't think about that when they were like, oh, let's put this thing out there. Yeah, but they thought it would crush him, but instead it gave him more credibility. It, it helped him. But so, yeah, the respect to BLM as a political instrument, I think this is actually something most Americans don't realize. I said this a couple years ago before we started even covering this, that going into this election, we're going to see mass stuff start coming back, which is so crazy that I was reading this morning as I was researching that there's a there's a there's there's a an elementary school that's bringing mandates back for kids. Oh, my God. If I was a parent, I'd be throwing stuff. Ever. I'd be like, what is going on here? And then, of course, BLM is a political instrument. This guy, I think they do go on to talk about the fact that why didn't they see BLM move into the more rural arrows or areas of America? See, so yeah, I says it right here, because Rittenhouse wasted three lefties. That's actually what he says. Now, I don't think that's the case why they didn't make it to rural areas. I don't think that has nothing to do with why they didn't make it to rural. They didn't make it to rural areas because that stuff wouldn't be, like, that just wouldn't happen. Like, no. I, after you leave a big city... In America, if you guys haven't been here, that stuff is like... It's one thing when you're firebombing a federal building in Portland, Oregon. It's another thing when you go to someone's small business It's not in small happen. town America. You like, will get shot. It will not happen here in Texas. I can assure you if they tried to do any of that kind of stuff here inside of like a smaller town here in Texas, it would not have went over that well. And that's why nobody ever saw it. And they know, everybody knows this. It's just... It is what it is. It's just kind of crazy that these guys, they actually have these pieces. That's why we brought up that Obama piece and whatever, because they're going to be able to use this going on. I bet you tomorrow, this will be all over Russian media. Mm-hmm. All over it, how Obama was doing coke off of yeah. a CD in, in 99. Yeah. Blew a dude in the back of a bus or something. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's, what, that's what they're going to be talking about. They're just going to use be. these little pieces to kind of like jab at what America is doing. So yeah. it's not good. Like I said, not good. But... I don't know. What is it? The indication is there. They don't want to spread any further. If a black militia came out with their weapons, which we both know that actually is saying, we'll see everything be decided through a civil war. They, they, they're called the Russians are calling for a civil war. It's, it's not going to happen. Like they, 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 they think that there is a, there is a divide in the country between black and white, uh, gay and not gay and left and right. There's always, there's a straight, there is a pretty solid line right now, but I don't think it's like, I don't think we're going to have like a, it's just, I'm an American. I don't even think that there's a, even a, slight possibility of a no and i still war. think that americans look at this like hey we're on the same team against this crap yeah and that's something that the russians right understand is yeah. just like shit dude just like going to war if somebody you and your squad or you and your platoon has a problem amongst each other it doesn't mean you're going to stop fighting the enemy on the other side yeah, of the gun that's trying to like kill you they're i think that's i think they're kind of i guess we're bringing this up as well because they're kind of losing sight and their own they're being a little bit naive i guess when they probably that's whatever. Yeah, so. as far as America is, we might not see eye to eye on things like inside the country's borders. Yeah. But 100%, if it comes down to a, you know, Russia saying that they're going to nuke us, everyone in America will get behind that. Yeah, I think everybody's going to forget about their differences. Which another thing, which you actually told me when we were in Afghanistan, when there was like a little bit of bickering after about a week of no fighting happening, um, 
I remember you said something that stuck with me. You said that when, 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 when men are bored or people are bored in general, they tend to find small things to complain about facts. And I think we're almost in a, a, a time in America where there's really nothing crazy going on. So every single little tiny thing is, is multiplied yep. significantly. hundred percent. And when it doesn't need to be. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this video or this episode. We will be back tomorrow with another one. We got a lot of stuff we got to do this week. I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you guys in another one.